This podcast is brought to you by Two More Reps Coffee Beans. Get your two more reps with this natural pre-workout. Buy your bag at twomorereps.com.au. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Paul's Body Engineering Podcast. Today I bring you episode number 79. And I'm joined by my colleague, Kelly, and we're going to have a bit of an open chat about a few things, um, given it is still very early in January 2022. How are you going, Kel? Absolutely amazing. And yourself? I'm very good, thank you. Wonderful. <laughs> How are you finding uh, life um, training in a private studio now that we've uh, set up shop down here in Aura? Well, it was... It's great. It's awesome. I mean, I do have to deal with your shit all day, but <laughs> other than that, like, no. All jokes aside, no, it's great. Um, I find that uh, the clients really like it, given it's just a bit more personal, um, so people aren't so concerned about, you know, that, that big gym vibe, the, yeah. like, scariness of, you know, Intimidation. the bigger gyms and yeah. stuff like that, so it's a good place for people um, to start and learn things so that they can move into those environments if that's what they want to do. Absolutely. Cool. Um, so I thought we'd chat today, uh, given it's earlier on the new year, and I've just thrown you a question without notice before we got on here about New Year's resolutions and, and obviously setting goals at this time of year. And um, I thought we'd just openly discuss that before we got into a couple of other topics. So yeah, obviously it's a big thing this time of year. People go through Christmas and then they look towards the new year and they go, right, I'm going to do this, I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to run, I'm going to climb a mountain, I'm going to travel, I'm going to... So, in regards to um, health and fitness specifically, what, what's some, some pointers you'd like to give out in regards to setting goals, achievable goals that are um, that people want to do for this, well, for now, basically? Yeah. yeah. So I think um, one of the biggest things I see is everyone goes like really hard into <laughs> it in January. So yeah. they start by do, trying to smash out, you know, they've, they may never have been to the gym before or haven't gone consistently before. Mm -hmm. And so what they decide to do is they go, I'm going to do six sessions a week and then I'm <laughs> going to run twice on top of that. And then, and so what I find often happens is that people burn out because oh, yeah. um, it's not sustainable. Mm. So I guess my first tip would be start small yeah. rather than going full hog into it. Yep. Um, so things like uh, if you only go already once a week, maybe up it to two or three times a week or set yourself a realistic goal that you know you're going to be able to maintain for a long period of time because as you and I know, it's not a short game. No. It should be a long, long game, mm. uh, lifelong habits rather than um, trying to smash out, you know, eight-week challenges and, and um, you know, short-term gratifications, I guess. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good way of doing it. You notice, um, I've noticed that the last couple of years, January 1st and 2nd, when you, if you drive along the beachside or the coast or something, you see people running everywhere. Every, yeah, And absolutely. then within four weeks, they're all gone. And the gyms are the same. Yeah. They're, they're, it's really hard to get equipment sometimes, especially in those peak times mm. in the mornings and afternoons. Yep. Um, everyone's there. And then as the month goes on, you just sort of, the numbers go down and they down dwindle. and down. And then, yeah. you know, it's the same, same, you know, hab habit oriented people, I guess that you see there, you know, day in, day out throughout the whole year. So that's a good point. So how do you, how do you develop, build that habit? Because that's what you've got to create with these new year goals, haven't you? Yeah, you've got to absolutely. build a routine and a habit. So, yeah. so what's some ideas on how to create that habit so that it does get past the first month? Yeah, so I think that um, I think that I've spoken about it a couple of times, habit stacking. Um, so it's, uh, I can't remember the author, I'll, I'll find out who it was, 
Um, but basically, they talk about um, stacking habits on top of already um, already established habits. So, for oh, example, yeah. when I first started with you, um, I committed to three days a week to start with you. Mm. Um, and what I would do is I would take my gym clothes to work because mm. my habit is I go to work every day. Yes. And so, all I did was stack it at the back end of my work habit. Mm. So, once I finished work, because I have my gym clothes in the car yep. with me, I would get dressed and go straight to the gym from work. Yeah, okay. That makes sense yep. because, you know, it's easier to stack a habit on top of a habit of rather than trying to just fluff around and do stuff. Um, and probably one of the other things is make a commitment to yourself and tell your family and friends because that's kind of an accountability piece because if you don't do those things that you say you're going to do once yeah. you've told a bunch of people, you kind of feel crap about it. Yes. So yes. you're kind of holding yourself accountable in that kind of space. Absolutely. But make sure it's something that's achievable for you again. So if you're going to go three days a week, say, right, I'm going to go Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays. Mm. Um, I hate going to the gym on the weekend because it's my weekend and I want it off. Yep. So I'm going to do it during the working week. Mm. That works for someone's lifestyle and that's, I think, one of the best ways to Got to go about, you know, create starting to create those habits. Yeah. Well, it's achievable too, isn't it? It's three days a week. It's spread out over that day, so you're not going consecutive days where you're going to burn out, or you're you're giving yourself an opportunity to recover too, and you can yeah. build from that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so I guess routine aside, how do you then turn um the habit into a lifestyle? Now that's that, that's a bit of a Trick question, I suppose. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like you and I go to the gym regularly. Yeah. Um, and it's just the commitment we make, and it's part of the the day, really. Yeah. You know, it's just it is what it, it is. It is what it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that um, and I was actually talking to one of my clients a little while about this, um, because she's kind of had a very similar experience to me where. Um, I actually went to the gym quite regularly before I'd met you, mm. um, but I'd had all these, like, it was always crash dieting and it was always, like, eight-week challenges and, like, real short-term fixes. So changing that mindset from not it not being, like, I've got a 12-month membership or I've got a six-month membership yeah, or I've okay. got a, you know, trial membership or whatever it is, mm-hmm. to stop thinking that short-term and just be like, okay, this is me now. Yeah. Um... But I can't remember exactly when it tweaked for me to change that mindset or, or what it was. But I I think that a very big part of that was, um, so before you, I'd never had a personal trainer before. I'd never engaged with a personal trainer. And so, um, and I tag you in posts all the time from when I first started <laughs> with you. And my I was so proud about my 30 kilo hip thrust. Um, and yet everyone starts somewhere 100%. Yeah. But I think that um, engaging in a personal trainer allowed me to actually, well, number one, do the right thing in form-wise. So make sure that you know I was doing the right thing. So mm. I had that confidence in the gym where I didn't feel like people were looking at me going, oh, she's doing that wrong. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's a good thing um, and helps create that consistency because you feel less kind of intimidated in yeah, the gym yeah, because yeah, less you conscious. know what you're doing. Yes. Um, but also I learned how strong I was mm. and I continued to grow that and my focus changed from, um, and I was talking with my client this morning about this, it, my focus really changed from weight loss to my strength and how I felt mm. when, I, when I ate different things. So if I had a shitty week of eating and then I went into the gym, I know my performance 
is going to be as like it's going to be crap yep. because I'm not fueling my body the right way. So once I changed that that focus as well, I think that really helped me keep going because the gym didn't become a punishment as such for the food I ate yes. or whatever it might be. It became my time for me. So mm-hmm. I wasn't a mum, I wasn't a wife, I wasn't I wasn't a sister, I wasn't a cousin, I wasn't anything in that gym. I wasn't a worker. It was my time and I could just spend it with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can feel uncomfortable sometimes, um, being by yourself or yes. with yourself. And I think that that's probably where that mindset stuff comes in. But it's also extremely important. Mm. So I think that those little bits and pieces kind of get us to that. You know, when we when we shift our focuses, it kind of gets us into that routine or that that life habit, I guess. A- absolutely, yeah. it, and it is a challenge getting. Particularly if you've never been to the gym before, or you know, but you want to go. Like I've got, I don't know about you, but I've got a few clients that only train here. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and you you try and encourage them to go to the gym, but they're just so intimidated, absolutely. and they feel they don't know what to do, even though we train we them train here. them here, and what effectively it replicates a gym anyway. Yeah. Um. So it is a hard one to overcome, but. At the same time, you know, if, if your will and, and desire is to make a physical and, and uh, health change. Well, it's a mental change too. It is, very much so, yeah, yeah, yeah. A big shift in, in, in the way you think. Yeah. Um, okay. So, I guess let's switch topics now. The point of, uh, or the main reason why we were going to have a chat today was you're currently <laughs> thick in your off-season. Thick. Thick, thick, thick. We're joking yeah. about that terminology. Thick, <laughs> chunky, um, all, whatever else. All the terrible all, words all the adjectives I use that, that I tell my clients not to use. That's <laughs> not toned, though, are you? I'm not toned. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're currently, obviously, uh, deep in an off-season. Um, you just started a cut, but we'll elaborate on that in a second. Yeah. Um, eating a crap load of food, yeah. and when I say crap load, I mean like really high calorie intake. Absolutely. So talk us through how you feel in terms of that, yeah. how you physically feel, how you feel in terms of the, the volume of food you're eating, but also how your gym performance is at the moment. Yeah. So um, prior to my cut, um, we were on, we had me on just over two two thousand six hundred five days a week mm. and close to three thousand two days a week which um might not mean a lot to anyone but for people who are listening that don't know it means it's a lot of food like yeah. a lot um it's to the point where it, i'm almost forcing myself to eat some meals at the end of the night yep. um and our job kind of makes that a little bit hugs we often don't get um breaks and for me I can't eat massive meals in one sitting it makes me feel sick yep. so I need to space my meals out and have lots of smaller meals throughout the day um, so it is ridiculously hard and sometimes I found like I know the other week I said to you I've got to eat 1800 calories and it was like 5:30 in the afternoon yeah I still had like half of my calories left to eat which meant I went home I had dinner, which is usually, you know, meat and veg, or meat, veg and pasta or rice at the moment because I need the carbs. Um, but then I was having like crumpets and jam on top of that with chocolate and Nutella and God knows what else and a bowl of cereal, for example, like in one afternoon. And, and that's a lot of food. And everyone's listening to this going, oh my God, why are you complaining about that? That's so good. That sounds <laughs> and, amazing. And, and that's right. And I tell people how much food I'm on and they're like, that's so good. I wish I was on that. And I'm like, yeah. 
I said that too when I was starving yeah. and now I'm eating it, it's not as fun as it sounds because obviously we're still trying to hit macros. So mm. it's not like I go out and eat, um, you know, KFC for lunch, McDonald's for dinner, mm. um, have donuts for morning tea. I'm still having those clean meals. There's just, strategy behind it. That's yeah. right. Mm. And so I'm still hitting very specific macros which don't allow you to eat a whole shit ton of junk food. Yep. Um, but it is hard. It's really, really hard to get it in. But not only that, because you're eating so much all the time, uh, number one, people feel that they have the need to mention how much food you're eating all the time. <laughs> I don't know who that, would do that. That, that might be me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, it's it's really, it's very filling. And yep. so um, you, you feel full mm. and, th- and therefore you kind of have that, like, that overfull feeling of feeling, like, like, fluffy yep. philosophy. So there's going to be people listening to this that don't understand calories too well. And yep. So they're going to go, why the hell are you doing that to yourself? Why are you force feeding yep. yourself? Yeah. So, which brings us to the, the point yep. of the strength side of the question. Yes. So whilst I may feel uncomfortable on some days, because it, it's not all the time, some mm. days I'm still hungry. Yep. Um, and I... Um, I burn quite hot at night as well. Like yep. I'm on fire in the middle of the night in air conditioning um, because of the amount of food that I'm consuming as yes. well. So my thermogenesis would be huge. Mm. Um, but what um, I've noticed and focused on more recently because I feel crap about my body at the moment, um, which I shouldn't, I know, but let mm. you know, being real. Yep. Um, I said to you I think it was like it started about four weeks ago and I had Z presses in my program Mm -hmm. so a Z press is where you sit on the floor with your legs out in front of you um, and you've got a barbell and you're pushing it up over your head just for anyone who doesn't know what that is so when I first started I struggled getting just the bar which is 20 kilos up for reps yep Um, I went to do my Z press in my program um, a few weeks ago, probably about a month ago now, and I did a warm up with the barbell, and I nearly threw it through the roof. Like, and I was just shocked at how how easy it felt. And then um, I put more weight on it and more weight on it, and I and I've been hitting PBs in my sessions for like a good twelve weeks now, like okay. massive PBs. There's not a day where I don't hit at least one PB, but mm-hmm. it's usually about three or four. Yep. So that Z press, I've the weight's gone up to like I could easily do 30 kilos over my head, which is ridiculous. Like absolutely, that's Strong. like yeah, yeah, like over one and a half times what I was doing before. Yep. So it's um, although I feel crappy about my food and um, not forgetting I had my surgery as well, so that's I've right. had a chunk of time off yep. of weightlifting and I had to come back from that. Um, and even Tuesday, I did the 150 kilo rack pulls, and yep. that's a massive, like that's a 10 kilo um, PB, mm. um, which is huge when you're hitting those higher numbers anyway. So, but all of that is fueled by by that food that I'm eating. So, um, it sounds stupid to make yourself that full, but at the same time, there's definitely um, a purpose behind it yes. um, because we're heading into season well I'm heading into prep for season B in March Yep. Um, so we just want me to be as strong as I can and lifting as much as I can for as long as I can before I hit that March date Yeah. so we can um, smash out season B so absolutely there you go so, that, so that's the reason for it so it's your chosen sport 
um, we're training in accordance with that and obviously the fuel provides not only the strength but the energy yeah. and then obviously the ability for your um, muscles to grow as well. Correct. Yeah, so that's the objective behind it all. Um, now you mentioned you obviously feel uncomfortable. Do you want to elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah. Well, it's kind of it's kind of silly, and the more I, the more people I talk to about it, they think I'm actually crazy. So, <laughs> I uh, a couple of things. So number one, when I started with you, I weighed nearly 80 kilos. Mm. I weigh just over 70 kilos now, so I'm really close to where I started with you. But I don't look any damn thing like I used no. to then. So the reality is, is while people um, do these kind of, you know, cut phases and building phases, whether it's for bodybuilding or just in general life because they want to transform themselves and look mm. fit, I'm not going to say toned, but <laughs> fit. Um, so if you want to look athletic and you want to have those muscles, mm. you have to grow muscle and muscle weighs more than fat does. Mm. Um, but it does change the composition of what your body looks like. But that also means that my stage weight um, this time around is also not going to be my stage weight from last time. No. I'm holding well and truly more muscle than I was last time. So the reality is, is what I thought was my ideal weight range when I first started with you yep. is probably not realistic to me anymore at no. all because I ha I'm holding so much more muscle and my body burns um, food a lot differently than it used to yes. because I have all of that muscle. That's right. Um, I don't look like a man, just anyone listening here, <laughs> out about women who weight lift. Um, so I've, I've, I've feel uncomfortable because it's been such a thing drilled into us about the number on the scale yes. and it's a big, big, big problem and I still struggle with it as much as I talk about not not letting it affect you, yep. I still struggle with it. I just know how to kind of bring myself back around mm. um, to the logic of it. Um, but in saying that, I'm also still in the same size clothes as I was, so I'm still in a pair of size small shorts. Mm. I'm still in a pair of size small um, sports bra. There you go. It's just all internal in my head, um, but obviously I feel heavy because I'm eating a lot of food as yeah. well, and that kind of gives you that heavy feeling. It I does, think, as well. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So obviously now we're doing a cut. Yes. Right. So we're going to do that for four to six weeks, yes. dependent on how the body and, and uh, you go. Mm. Um, and you mentioned this morning you're hungry. But you enjoyed that. I was starving this morning. Yeah. I woke up this morning and I was on the way here. I'm like, if I don't eat some something, I'm going to kill someone. <laughs> Which I, I thrive off of being uncomfortable a little bit, I yeah, think. Yeah, okay. Um, but I know that my body actually, um, it, it, I train very well in just a slight deficit. Yeah, okay. Um, I, and I know that and I don't know why. It's just... I don't know if it's in my head or if it's Could just be. what my body yeah. does, but I that's and I'm okay with that. <laughs> so I know that I can go and smash out my training, um, and it just excites me a little bit. And it, I don't know, it might be weird. I don't know, but I, I like the hunger feeling. I like being like challenged. I think. Yeah. It's okay. More, more the fact. Well, it's, st it's still manageable, isn't it? It's not like oh, you're, you're not starving. It's just when, that you're when hungry. When we say I'm on a mini cut to be realistic. Yeah. I'm still on 2,300 calories five days a week, mm. and I'm on 2,600 calories two days a week, which most people still don't eat. And let's put that into perspective. Yeah. So there's a point to obviously pushing the food as high as we did yes. you know, several weeks ago, because yes. now when you do a cut, it's still 
manageable. Even, yeah, still manageable. Absolutely. And then obviously going into prep in March, you're going to start at a reasonable level anyway. Absolutely. Like, yes, you will be hungry, but, you know, the objective for any diet is to yeah. ensure that the individual is healthy. Well, it's just your kind of, um, I guess, your body, you know, adapting to those calories yeah. as well. So it's your, your adaptation, your metabolic adaptation. Mm. So now my body is used to eating 3,000. It doesn't matter what I do. I'm going to be starving when yeah. I drop it. That's there. right. But I'd rather be starving on 2,300 calories or my body thinking it's starving on mm. 2,300 calories than my body actually being starving on 1,500. Yeah, so, it's a big yeah, difference, eh? Absolutely. Because yeah. I know the first part that we did for me to get into transformation when I first started with mm. you, um, I was 1,000 calories, yeah. you know, less or eight, maybe 800 calories less than what I'm on now. So... It's a massive difference for me to be Huge. losing weight at yep. 2,300 as opposed to where I first started with you. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And obviously I still have, like I'm still alert, I still have heaps of energy because I'm still eating quite a decent amount of food. That's so, exactly right and that's critical because obviously you can't compromise your job or your ability to be a mum or a wife or anything like that. Absolutely. Um, so, you know... This process, it doesn't just apply to bodybuilders. We can do it to anyone as Absolutely. well. Like, you know, if someone wants to get stronger, get more, develop more muscle, yes. uh, lift bigger, you yes. know, there, there is a, a, a relevant way to do it in terms of increasing food, dropping down, increasing food. Like, we, you know, if someone came to us and, and wanted to do a cut, but they're their history shows they're on a thousand calories, and we'd need to build them back up Absolutely, anyway. Absolutely, yeah. no, well, we can't move from a thousand. No. Where are you going to go? No, we're not going to go. Eating bowls of ice. Yeah, bowls of ice. <laughs> <laughs> Crunchy bowls of ice. <laughs> so yeah, so that, that's that's and as you mentioned, that's metabolic adaptation. That's that's the, the process of ensuring that we get f uh, people's intake to a very comfortable level, yeah. a healthy level, yeah, um, to ensure that we can uh, obviously then manipulate. Um, so obviously you've mentioned that how strong you are yes. at the moment, you're lifting PBs and everything like that. So explain the difference when you were very lean. How was your strength? Okay, so my first prep in particular, which we didn't go to stage four because of COVID, mm. I lost at least probably, I was 50% down on my strength. Like it was ridiculously terrible, mm. my first prep. Um, it was horrible. Like, and I, and you know, um, I didn't care so much about my weight through that prep at all. I actually was really upset because I'd lost all of my strength and it was something that I kind of prided myself on that mm. I could, you know, stand next to some of the boys in the gym and like, like bench more than they could or, or yeah, yeah. like, um, shoulder press more than they could. And that went away. So it was kind of something that was taken away from me. Yes. Like I did it to myself, obviously, but yes. like, you know, it was something that, it did affect me. Um, my second prep wasn't as bad, but at the same time, this is this is kind of how my day went. I literally, and my bo my boss, who happens to be my business coach now, she she um, was recalling on it again because um, on her experience from the outside watching me prep mm. um, through that, she's like, you just had nothing left. Like yeah. you had nothing left to give. Like you came, you did your job, and you went home. Whereas I'm always someone who always gives that, you know, 110%. Like yes. I like to be very um, energetic. I like to be happy. I like to kind of bring that radiance into a workplace. And so when I was on, on in prep, it I was just no one. I was just a blank canvas of a human being. Like that's pretty much how it felt. Yep. Um, 
and I'd go for my walk in my lunch break. I didn't want to talk to anyone, not because I don't like people, because I literally had nothing. Like yeah. I had no energy left. You know, I was going to the gym at 4 a.m. in the morning. I still only did, you know, my 45-minute sessions. Uh. Um, and then we added, you know, um, cardio and, and heat in at the end. Um, so it wasn't like it was being exerted at the gym even. I just had no fuel. I had no fuel. My body was done. Yeah. I didn't want to do anything. Like, I'd go home at night and the family's trying to talk to me and it's like talking to a brick wall. Like, <laughs> I'm just staring and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and that's like, you know, my answers were shorter. Yeah. Like, everything. I stopped. Like, I'm quite fidgety. Like, I do the knee bounce thing. That was gone. Like, everything was gone. I just stopped. I was just, I was really lethargic. So... The strength goes out the window, and so I might. And it's quite funny because people are like, "Man, you look so strong," and I'm like, "I look like that, yeah, but, but I'm not. not. No way. <laughs> like, you look your strongest, but you're actually at your weakest in comp, which Absolutely. is quite funny. So you just <laughs> you just mentioned how crap you felt, how flat you felt, how yeah. tired you felt. How everyone was obviously t- telling you that you you know you had no energy and stuff. Yeah. So why do it? <laughs> <laughs> it's the ultimate question, Look, isn't it, for a bodybuilder? Why do it? Why do we go through it? I don't know because it's a really um, – and I had, I've had people ask me recently because I've had nearly um, – so by the time I hit stage again, it'll be two years. Yeah. Um, so I've had an 18-month 18, 18 off-season, then I've got a six-month prep, right? Mm. And people are like, how the hell do you stay motivated for that long? Mm. And I'm like – the real answer is, is I don't. Like, I'm not always motivated. Like, yeah. I don't always want to go to the gym. Some days I'm like, oh, my God, I've <laughs> got to do legs today. <laughs> and I don't want to go. And, you know, my hubby will be like, come on, baby, you need to go. Or, yeah. you know, so I've got him behind me. Or I'm like, just go. You know you're going to feel better. You might have a shit session, but at least you showed up. Yeah. Right? And so it's just so much of a habit for me now to go. So that's how I keep going to the gym. Why do I keep putting myself through prep? That is a relevant question. <laughs> you don't have an answer for. I really like it. Like I, the first time I did it, I learned so much about myself mm. as a person because I think when you, when you come down to it, so like I was saying, I had nothing left to give, right? Mm. When you're at your bare bones, when you're at your bare minimum, it kind of shows you what's actually important in life. Mm, good point. It's like, what do I actually appreciate? Because that's all I've got the energy to expend on. So I just, yeah, I feel like you just learn a lot about yourself. Um, show day's fun. Everyone knows show day's fun. Yeah. You get to, like, look amazing. Like, you get your photos back. You're like, fuck yeah, I did that. Mm. Like, um, and I know that my first prep, my first prep was just, I just want to know that I can do it. Yep. Um, my, my, the one, we didn't end up going to stage for that one. My second one was, right, let's like, let's smash this out because I got pissed off that I didn't get to step on stage in the first instance. Of course. But this time around, it's going to be, I just want to be better than that person that's on the photo in the gym. Like. Yeah. So when I'm training here with you in our PT sessions, I'll always look up at that and I'm like, right, those shoulders have got to be rounder. Those quads <laughs> have got to go, be more cut, you yeah. know, like whatever it might be. It's just that that's a motivation for me um, to keep going. So I'm not always motivated, but I always come back to it. So I keep 
the habit keeps me in that motivation. So you go through waves, and it, again, same with weight loss, right? Yeah. You're not always motivated. No Sometimes way. you don't want to go to the gym, but if you've got that habit built up, you can ride those shitty waves of not feeling so motivated back into your motivation stage because it will come back if you keep going. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you, be, you, be, you become more motivated than not, don't yeah. you? So that becomes the habit. Yeah, That's exactly. the routine. Um, but that's true. Like we, I'm the same. I know I've got to go to the gym after this, and I'm. The weather's, you know, it's overcast oh, it's and so windy, and it's like I don't want to. I could, yeah, I know. I couldn't be bothered, but I'll, I'll, I'll make myself go. Absolutely. But yeah, there's, there's days like that. But everyone's the same. Like we're all the same. We're not, we're not perfect by any means in terms of our regular training. We just train a lot more frequently. But yeah, yeah the motivation does decline at times. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um. All right. Cool. So. Um. You're obviously looking forward to the prep. Oh yeah, I'm really keen. Hey? Yeah, I'm really. Um, number one, I've worked really fucking hard the last 18 months. Well, you had a surgery too. I so. had my surgery. So that's, that's Um, so I'm keen to look know what that looks like. Yeah, there's a bit um, of unknown there, isn't it? Yeah, a lot of unknown. We don't know what how my abs are going to come in because they're not separated. They're back together. Mm. Um, so that's going to be. And you got no more loose skin around that belly area. I've got no more loose skin. Um, I've worked really, really hard on like those areas that we felt um, I needed development in to, you know, mm. bring a good package to stage. So we always we've been joking the last week about my shelf, my bum shelf. <laughs> so I'm really keen to see what my glutes look like. <laughs> um, I suppose that's a, that's that's a good point though. Just a side note, like that that's why we probably enjoy bodybuilding is because yeah. we're we're sculpting something, we're creating yeah. something. Yeah through hard work yeah, well, so it's pretty yeah. satisfying in it's my opinion it's kind of like chipping away like I guess it's no different for a sculpt someone who is actually sculpting yeah. something so they're chipping away um, each day or and it uh, sculptors probably don't take you know five minutes to, to no. create this amazing statue mm. so I guess it's no different for us it's just we're working on ourselves yeah so. yeah, yeah, yeah that's right yeah I'm super I'm super keen super to prep. pumped yeah very good Cool. And then, and we've got people prep. Both of us have people prepping at the moment. Yeah. And that always motivates me. Like. Oh, it does. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. Because you see those people start going through those, you know, bits, and you're like, come on, like, yeah, come on. <laughs> they get the peak week, and you and you like, you look in the mirror, and you go, oh, I wonder if I could do a three day cut and <laughs> just make <laughs> it to stage. The sense of the fat coach division. <laughs> Oh, oh that'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right, well, let's let's wrap it up. Um, obviously, I want to ask you the, the dinner question because you've been on that many times. It's probably the same anyway. <laughs> but if anyone wants to follow your journey, because yes. you, you do document that pretty well. Yes. Um, what's your uh, social media well, handles? Hang on, let me. Well, it's up yourself underscore training. Yes. It's my page. Yes. But you've got I, a new one, haven't you? I am prepping with one of my bestest friends and we have another page so okay. i'm gonna find that it's called mkels underscore prep so e-m-k-e-l-z underscore prep so that's with emily keslake who we did a podcast with with the injury mm, um, we did that's the right surgery thing yeah, yeah, yeah. so um em and i will be prepping for season b um, but we've started up the page now because um, we thought it would be really good for people to have a look at mm. what it looked like before we hit stage. So, because yep. I think a lot of people document um, like while they're in prep and into their quite quite into their prep, they're, so deep they're, in, yeah. they're already lean yep. or you know they're already 
you know, feeling that endorphin rush of like the weight loss and the muscles coming showing through yep. and all yep. of those sorts of things. So we thought we'd um, start now while I'm fluffy. So uh, I'm fluffy and still quite shreddy, but she's upping her food and I'm on a mini cut. So yeah. we're kind of at different stages there as well. That's true. Um, but we're both heading towards the same season. So we thought that was kind of important because each person's like individual journey mm. is very individual. Like, That's right, it is very so much. So we thought it would be good to see that contrast before mm. hitting prep as well. So we've started that up. Cool. So follow along. You, you, you two potentially will go up against each other on in a division or two, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're going to trip her as she goes up the stairs? Absolutely. Or? <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't listen to these anyway. <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. It will be an absolute honour to be able to stand up next to her. And if we do, we're going to get a sick-ass photo. Nice. They'll go on the wall. They'll go on the wall. Another one for the wall. Fantastic. Cool. Oh, thanks, Kel. Thank you for your time. No worries. Appreciate that. Hopefully that insight into... Um, I guess, you know, people use the term bulking. I don't like the term bulking. I hate it. Um, you know, you, you do a you, you, you do cycle in terms of your weight, but I don't like bulking. It uh, sounds, neither do I. It's a, it, gives you, it sort of gives you free reign to eat whatever. Lee's decided to call it hulking instead. Because <laughs> <laughs> at least it's got the strong term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. fair enough. <laughs> I can run with that. Hulking. Lean, lean, lean in hulking. <laughs> we can do that. New, new catchphrase. You better, uh, you better, uh, what better, is it? You better... Copyright. Copyrighted. That's it. That's what. That's what I was trying to think about. Yeah. Unreal. All right. Well, yeah. If you wanted to follow Kel's journey, obviously those two handles are available. You can follow her now on both of those. Um, if anyone's interested in any of my coaching services, please jump on paulsbodyengineering.com. Um, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please screenshot it and share it on your stories. Uh, tag myself at Paul's Body Engineering. Tag Kelly up yourself training. And as I say to every client every single day, have a great day. <laughs>